I nodded and fingered the gold cross hanging around his neck. Yes, he is my friend. Ethan Locke. I bought him this necklace. I touched his face, realizing how cool it was. Is he? The medic responded. Dead. Yes, quite. He was in a spacecraft accident on Sierra Seeks and was transported here. He died on the way. What was he doing on Sierra Seeks? That's the man who came to visit mom, Dr. Morgan, Dax decided, moving to my side. I pulled her in close. My comlet chimed, preceded by Colonel Madrid, this is General Graham. We've had intel reports. Hold on, I said as I pressed my thumb to the center of my comlet. Let me get to a secure location. I moved away from the group, located an empty room and ducked into it. I spoke into my comlet, go ahead, General. We have intel reports that Ethan Locke is missing in your vicinity. Last we heard from him someone was trying to kill him. They succeeded. He was just brought in, I responded, then sighed. I felt around in the secret compartment of my black flight coveralls. Relieved to find the $100 bill my grandmother taught me to carry with me at all times, just in case in my sidearm. My mother is going to be so upset. Was she friends with him? Graham questioned. She's friends with his parents. Ethan and I have been promised to each other since we were babies. Promised to each other? As in an arranged marriage? Exactly. Ethan was in a spacecraft crash on Sierra Seeks. He looked pretty bad. From the intel reports, we suspect it was murder. It's you and your new partner's first assignment once you settle back into your routine. He lowered his voice and asked, How are you? I filed the report. Yes, I read it, but I want to know how you are. What you went through has got to be a lot to process. I am fine. I just want to see my kids and get back into my routine. Could you send me the intel reports you've received? Okay, but if you need anyone to talk. I am fine. Thanks for your concern. Then I disconnected the communique and headed back to find Drew and Dax. When I found them, still studying the body. I put my hands on my daughter's shoulders and started, Dax, since you are better, please go back to class. I will see you at dinner. When she hesitated, I motioned her to go. When she left, I walked around Ethan and decided, from the marks on his arms and neck and the skin under his nails, I suspect he fought with his murderer either while on the spacecraft or before, and he was trying to escape. In the first scenario, was another body found, or did the person parachute out? Aren't my team and I supposed to make those determinations, Drew countered, gesturing to the facility around him. I was making forensic observations. You get to make medical ones at the autopsy. I touched Ethan's cheek with mine and whispered, I am sorry, E, but I am going to find your killer. We are going to find his killer, I heard a voice say. I looked up into the Pacific blue eyes of a tall man with spiky, blondish brown hair dressed in a black, long-sleeved shirt and pressed jeans. Yes, we are, Agent Ashton. I held his eyes for a moment. We both know how you ended up on the LVN. I am not going to coddle you. I am not going to be your mama, best friend or cleanup crew. You will be expected to work hard and stay clean, or, well, you are aware of the consequences. He shoved his hands in his pockets and confirmed, I am extremely aware. I am grateful you are taking a chance on me. You won't regret it. Being an agent is all I've ever wanted to be. I better not. I glanced at the body. Join us for dinner, if you'd like. I'm going to my office to make a call to his parents. 
I have plans with your sister. Were you too close? Tony questioned, watching how I moved my fingers through Ethan's hair before stroking his cheek. We were close friends, I agreed, touching Ethan's shoulder. I wrinkled my nose. I'm going to have to tell my mother, I whispered to Ethan. You know she is going to accuse me of killing you myself, so I wouldn't have to marry you. Marry him, Tony repeated, catching my eye. Are you sure we should be handling this case? It sounds like a conflict of interest for you. I shook my head and said with grave deliberation, Ethan Locke and I were just friends. It's our parents who wanted us to marry. We were promised to each other as infants. They wanted to join Madrid Industries and Locke Enterprises. We were okay with the merger. Just not the marriage. Ethan Locke, demanded Tony, moving his fingers through his hair. Is he any relation to Tara Locke who tried to kill Jessa and put Jessa's heart in her sick brother Philippe? Their father, Adrian Locke, is Ethan's uncle, I revealed, looking up at Tony. Philippe is high in the Crimson Fleet, so that is the first place we are going to look for Ethan's killer. He is still sweet on Jessa, Tony insisted, pressing his shoulder to the wall near the doors. We may have to bring Jessa in to do the peacock dance with him. Jessa refuses to go near Philippe? Every time she brings up his name, Nate gets upset. Understandably so. Jessa had to convince people she was dead because of that maniac sister. Wow, Drew interjected, gesturing to the body on the gurney, as fascinating as this all is, we have a body that we need to get out of the lobby. I'm going to have it wheeled into pathology, so they can get started on the autopsy. If they are backed up, you may have to wait on the results. In any case, you need to get back to bed. I took a bullet out of you. Rest and recuperation are in order. What will it take to get you to let me rest in my quarters with my children? You could set up a diag monitor, and four, check on me every few hours. You know as well as I do, I am a bad patient, and the arrangement I am proposing will be beneficial to me, as well as you because you will not hear me asking, when are you going to release me? Drew thought about it for a moment and decided, wagging his thumb at me, but you have to rest. You can do the administrative duties from your bed to keep you from going stir-crazy, and me or one of my staff will be visiting every few hours without fail. I considered that, then consented, okay, but if you are going to visit that often, you might as well stay for dinner, bring Seth. I would love to visit with him again. Drew pouted. And see I thought you wanted to catch up with me. I thought we said everything at that intel party 14 years ago where we almost got kicked out for making a scene. Tony gestured to Drew and required, you have history with this guy? I glanced over at Tony and admitted, we used to date. We were engaged, Alex. We were inseparable for ten years. We were living together until you kept leaving in the middle of the night, Drew corrected with his hands on his hips, taking calls and rushing off, being incognito for weeks at a time. No ETA of when you were coming back. My late wife used to do that before she got killed, Tony recalled, meeting my gaze with his sad one. I wondered if he was going to talk about his dead wife all the time. From what I gathered his wife died five years ago, and Tony drowned his sorrows in booze ever since. Then a thought struck me. Did his wife, Tracy I believe her name was, have any connection to the project? Did she disappear for the same reason I did? I didn't know, but I made a mental note to find out. I felt like finding out why a dead woman disappeared all those years ago might be significant. Maybe it would give Tony closure. Perhaps he thought she was having an affair. It was, and still is, because of a top-secret project, Dr. Morgan, I persisted, 
moving my eyes from Drew to Tony several times. I was not having an affair, but since you refuse to even entertain that what I have been telling you is the truth, I have said all, all I am going to say on the subject, I pressed my lips together and then retracted, actually, no, glancing at Tony, your mother, looking back to Drew, is asking for skilled doctors for this project. I recommended you. I thought it would be right up your alley. This is the kind of thing you love to sink your teeth into. Just read the information I sent you. That's all I am asking. His mother. As in, she knows about this? It has been a project dear to the heart of the White House for five generations, I provided, tilting my head to the side. And it is near and dear to the Freedom Alliance as well. I am privileged to have been a part of it for going on twenty years. Drew shook his head and decided, no, I cannot get involved. I cannot lose my sense of responsibility. I have to think about Seth. He moved his eyes over me and chided, until this project, I thought you were a responsible, decent person. Now you are willing to leave your children for this project? That is just like you to convict me without even reading the information on this project. I am not leaving my children unattended. I am leaving them with their father, and the head of this project knows not to schedule Zay and I on this project at the same time. Zay is involved too? I rolled my eyes and turned around to take a deep breath. Then I swung back to face him. Yes. I grabbed the wall as my head started to spin. Doctor, can we get me set up in my quarters right away? I am feeling a bit lightheaded. I'm sure it is from the gunshot wound, or maybe it is the Bakir syndrome, but usually the symptoms don't present until a month or two after contracting it. Or you know what it could be? It could be that I was held captive for the last month with little food, water or sleep. Yeah, I'm no doctor, but I am going with the last one. Tony laughed. You are direct and sassy. I like you already. Jessa said I would. When he caught the doctor's monstrous glare, he took my arm, leading me to the hallway. Let's get you back to your room. You, I like. I am not sure about that doctor of yours. He seems a bit self-righteous if you ask me. From that display back there, I tend to agree, I consented when we turned into room 1231. I climbed back onto the bed and wondered, I'm curious. Did you think Tracy that is your wife's name, right? I saw him nod, so I continued, did you think she was having an affair when she would disappear and take calls in the middle of the night? The thought crossed my mind. Especially when I found out she had been partnered with Jess's first husband Ben. I thought maybe they had an affair, but Jessa believed in them far more than I did. I don't understand how given her past. I think, I am not sure, I said, putting up my hand, but, from what you said, I think that your wife might have been a part of this project. I can't be certain until I do some digging, but, from what you described of her behavior, that is what I suspect. I shook my head and decided, I would hate if, in the back of your mind, you believed her of cheating on you when there was a reasonable, even noble, explanation. I would hate for you to believe about her what Dr. Morgan believes about me. Just then my Quan pad beeped. I glanced down to see a message from Jessa. I read the note, I am sorry to hear about Ethan. Here is the information my friend Johnny sent me. I noticed the file attached to her communique. I gestured to the Quan pad. Wow. Ethan was just brought in here, and Johnny, Jessa's friend, has already got information for us. Tony laughed again. Yeah. Jessa doesn't know how he does it either. Always getting the information for her right after she is handed a case or after something happens. Then we are just going to be grateful, I decided, scanning the information. 
I didn't notice when Drew returned. He sat on the edge of the bed, hooked me back up to the diag monitor and studied the readings. When I heard the humming, I looked at him. Your fever is high, but I am not sure whether it is from the Bakir syndrome or the bullet I took out of your arm. I tend to believe it is from the bullet because, as you pointed out, Bakir symptoms don't present this quickly. There is no indication that this is an exception. I'm going to let you rest here for about an hour while we set things up in your quarters. I want to give the antibiotic a chance to work. I nodded and insisted, configuring the pillows behind me, I am feeling a little drained. I think I am going to take a nap. Oh, now I know there is something wrong, Drew countered, scrutinizing the readings again. You never willingly admit that you are tired and agree to take a nap without arm pulling. Did I mention that part where I have been held captive for a month with little food or sleep, I questioned, darting my eyes from Drew to Tony and back again. I dashed off a note to my contacts on my Quan pad. Then I put it on the nightstand next to me, looking up at Tony. I'm going to get some sleep. Tony, that will give you time to tap your contacts, and for mine to respond. I moved my eyes to Drew and added, and for you to see whether the antibiotic is working and to set up the equipment in my quarters. I settled under the covers and let myself drift off to sleep. Mr. Callan, I started a few hours later, sitting against the bed of my cream-colored, queen-sized bed with dark beige pillowcases and covers. I glanced around the room at the two small tables at the foot of the bed, to the two round pinewood side tables with the with white lamps whose stands rounded and over to the cream dresser that lined the wall near the doors. It felt so good to be home, in my own quarters, in my own bed. I cannot make it to your junkyard to view the wreckage from the lock shuttlecraft accident. I would appreciate it if you would send me the footage of it when it arrives, and one of our forensics people will be accompanying it. Please cooperate with her fully. Is it Mars Parson? Please let it be Mars. I love the way her red hair is always. Just cooperate with whoever the IIB sends, okay? You aren't going to. Suddenly, my comlet beeped, then a woman with a treble voice insisted, Colonel Madrid, this is Tatiana Valentine. I need to speak with you urgently. Mr. Callan, I advised him, watching Drew slip in the doors, I have to go. I have an urgent matter to attend to on the other line. Before he could protest, I pressed my thumb to the center of my comlet, Miss Valentine, this is Colonel Madrid. Drew hung out by the doors. I motioned him into the room. He crossed the room and sat on the edge of my bed. Colonel, Tatiana started, you know that I was Ethan's attorney. I'm so sorry to hear about Ethan. I know you and he were good friends. He was closer with you than his family. I was closer with him than my family too, except my sister and kids. I noticed Drew pressing buttons on the diagon. Monitor. Did you know he got married 20 years ago? That his wife died two years ago? I caught Drew's eyes dart to me for a moment before he returned to the diagon monitor. Married? For 20 years? No, I didn't know, I stammered, racking my brain for reasons Ethan wouldn't tell me. Did he not trust me? Did he think that I would tell his mother? My mother? I'm sorry he felt he couldn't trust me enough. It wasn't that, the woman told me. From what Ethan states in his will, his wife Scarlett was in trouble. She was in witness protection, and that's why he couldn't let you or anyone else know what was going on. Okay, Ethan was married. His wife died. You said this was urgent. What is so urgent about? They have a daughter, Samantha. She is 15, and if anything happened to them, Tatiana continued, 
they wanted the godmother to take care of Samantha, and that's you. He made it clear that no one is to know she is his or Scarlett's daughter. Drew gasped. Let me think I began. If you do not take her, Tatiana declared, based on Ethan's will, she will go live in a group home, or go into witness protection. Ethan believed a breach in WPP is what got Scarlett killed. I dropped my head in my hands for a moment. As I slowly raised my head, I answered, okay, okay, I will take her in. You are going to what, Drew exclaimed, meeting my gaze. You do not even know if this woman is telling the truth. You do not know if this girl is even Ethan's. I covered the comlet and whispered, that's why you are going to save a sample of Ethan's DNA, and you are going to compare the girl's DNA to Ethan's. So far my experience with Tatiana Valentine is that she has radical candor. From what I have seen of her, she has told the truth when a lie would have caused her to get herself out of trouble in the courtroom. He nodded and went back to the readings on the Diagon. Monitor. Tatiana confirmed, her and I are on our way to your space base. I'm assuming you will want to do a DNA test when she gets there. You have never struck me as a trusting person. You're right. I'm not, and I will. I think it comes from doing what Ethan and I did for a living. Speaking of Ethan, I am coming to discuss his will with you, Tatiana provided. I need you to finish a case for him.